I swear people who go to commercial gyms are clueless, but on purpose, but on accident. Did that make sense? No. Great. So it's the exact same as the thought process of people who go to commercial gyms. You see videos on Instagram or TikTok of people exaggerating what it's like being at a gym, but I swear sometimes it's not even an exaggeration. Two not insane examples, but just like lack of common sense and courtesy examples are today when I was at the gym, I was minding my own business, doing my own thing, and I had this super set of skater squats, dumbbell rows, and anti-rotation press. And I don't know how to explain those exercises, but the rows require a bench and I use a cable machine for the anti-rotation press. Because it's a superset, I only have a 15 second rest in between each exercise. So I do my skater squats and then my rows, and then I move three feet to the cable machine to do my presses, and two ladies come and sit down on my bench. Like I was just there 10 seconds ago. There is no way you didn't see me there. Not to mention the fact that I had a dumbbell, my phone, and my headphones right next to the bench. So I say, oh, sorry, I was using that. I'll be done shortly. And they're like, oh, okay, and move off. So then I finish my presses and go back to my bench for the start of my last set. And as I'm doing my skater squats, some guy goes up to the cable machine I was using and totally takes over the entire thing. And I was like, dude, I was literally there 10 seconds ago. I didn't say anything to him and I just used a different cable machine for my last set. But I was standing there like, you didn't even give me that awkward gym head nod to be like, you all set? I swear, people at commercial gyms will stare at you while you're doing a set, and then when you walk two feet away while you're resting, they will go over to the machine you're on and stare you dead in the eyes while changing up the entire thing. There are spoken gym etiquette rules, and there are unspoken gym etiquette rules. And there's also just, like, common courtesy. So welcome to this week's episode of Can You Be Quiet? I'm Crying. I'm Callie. Here we go. Commercial gyms are wild. As soon as you walk into a commercial gym, you can tell exactly what you're in for. Like I said in my episode about dating apps, there are lots of different species of people at the gym. You have your older guys that have been lifting for 50 years. You have your older people who are just there for the machines. You have your high schoolers who downed an entire container of pre-workout and are one squat away from going into cardiac arrest. You have the people who work out in hoodies and wear the hood because either that's their strategy for fat burn, they don't sweat, or they're going through some rough shit. There's the gym bros that walk around with a gallon of water because they think it's a personality trait and do nothing but ego lift. You have the women who go to the gym to strictly train nothing but lower body. You have the crossfitters, the older ladies that speed walk on the treadmill together, the group fitness junkies, the creeps who are only there to stare at some ass. Then there's the people who come to the gym, flex in the mirror, take pictures, and leave. Then you have all of the men and women who deadlift buses and bench press cars. People who go to the gym looking for love. And finally, the get in, do your workout, and get out people. And I'm sure I'm missing some because there is a lot. Plus, you have to take into account that the species of gym goer you encounter also depends on the time of day. You're not going to see the guy in the hoodie that's doing 110-pound lat raises to fight his demons in the gym at 6 or 7 a.m. I typically go to the gym around 8 or 9 a.m., so I run into a lot of the older people looking at ass, group fitness junkies, older folks on the machines, the occasional crossfitter, and then the older guys who have been lifting for 50 years. Oh, 
I forgot to mention the species that has no idea how to use any of the machines correctly, and just looking at how bad their form is will give you an ulcer and tear your meniscus. Those guys are there all throughout the day though. They're not like a specific time of day type like some others. But because of all of this, the gym can be an incredibly scary place to go, especially as a beginner, and it can keep a lot of people away. Going to the gym in and of itself is already scary. Add a gym bro, a creep, someone who can deadlift a bus and bench press a car, and the flex in the mirror and leave? That sounds like a nightmare. All in all, most people keep to themselves at the gym. I don't think I've ever had someone come up to me and say something, and I don't actually have any horror stories, but to be totally honest, people stare. And I'm not trying to be all conceited and be all, people stare at me, or whatever. I mean, like, People just stare at people when they go to the gym, and it can be for a multitude of reasons. Either they can't take their eyes away because you're doing something horrific and they can't stop watching, they're impressed by your lift, they've never seen the exercise you're doing and they think it's cool, they're looking at your form to either A, improve their own, or B, because they just don't know how to do that exercise, they have golden retriever energy and want to hype you up, but they're a stranger, so they know they can't, but on an unpleasant note, they're staring at you because they're a creep or they're judging you. I feel like for the most part, you can avoid a lot of the judgmental people depending on the time of day you go to. But the judgment also depends on the kind of gym that you're going to. If you're a power lifter and you're lifting at Planet Fitness, you're going to get a lot of shit and don't even get me started on Planet Fitness. Not to be political, but don't go to Planet Fitness. But if you're a power lifter and you go to a power lifting gym, while way more expensive than Planet Fitness, chances are you're going to be met with a lot more support and kindness. There are so many gyms out there and so many different kinds of gyms. It's really important that you find the gym that is going to be what you need it to be, but not Planet Fitness. $10 a month to sacrifice your soul. Sorry, again, don't mean to be political. Working out is just such an important part of life. You don't have to go to a gym to work out. You can absolutely work out from the comfort of your own home, but if you don't have the resources or space or ability to work out at home, sometimes the gym is your only option. I say the gym is important not because I'm trying to be all gym is life and get those gains and live, laugh, love, chicken, rice, and beans. <laughs> it's just the benefits that working out gives you are so important to every aspect of your well-being and your health. Different forms of working out can include going on walks or runs, either outside or on a treadmill, weightlifting, CrossFit, cycling, group fitness classes, boxing, swimming, yoga, martial arts, rock climbing, practicing your sport, Pilates, HIIT, dancing, just literally anything that involves moving your body. Working out has such a bad stigma around it because of A, the gym environment, and here I am making it out to be this horrible thing talking about gym bros and sugar daddies, and B, people are under the impression that working out has to be this super intense thing where your heart rate is way up and you're super sweaty, and when you leave, you have to be super sore and tired and feel like you're about to throw up. But that's not what working out is. Working out is movement. Moving your body in a way that makes you feel good about yourself and gives you the benefits that moving your body does and makes you feel good about yourself. And I'm saying feel good about yourself twice because that is the most important part of working out. You're going to get little to no benefit working out in a way that you hate because then you're not going to want to do it. You're going to half-ass it. And eventually you're just going to stop because it makes you miserable. I will also say you can't generalize by saying I'm not going to do cardio because I hate cardio. Cardio is so important to your health, and I'll talk about why in a minute. But when people think of cardio, they think of treadmills and running and being bored and just all around a lot of bad things. I do it too. And poor cardio. 
Can we give cardio a break? We try one form of cardio and then we condemn the whole thing and say that it's awful and we'd rather jump off a cliff than do cardio. How are you going to get to the top of the cliff if you have horrible cardiovascular health from never doing cardio, huh? Cardio can come in all different forms. Walking, running, swimming, hit, dancing, biking, hiking, Pilates, rowing, climbing, practicing your sport, boxing, martial arts, CrossFit. Anything that you do that keeps your heart rate increased for a sustained amount of time. Cardio is requiring the use of aerobic respiration, which is when your body is using more oxygen because it needs more oxygen. So think running. You start breathing heavier because your body needs more oxygen because with aerobic respiration, oxygen becomes the main source of energy during your workout. Aerobic exercise is so important because it increases stamina, it can lower your blood pressure, it activates your immune system, which helps you fight off infections, colds, the flu, all of the fucking pandemics we've had. It strengthens your heart, it can boost your mood, and for all of those, cough, cough, me, who produce little to no serotonin on our own, this is an important one. And it can also help you lose and keep off weight. And if you're like, cardio sucks, it makes me want to vomit, how could it possibly boost my mood? Well, aerobic exercise produces endorphins in your brain, which are your happy chemicals, like their serotonin we all desperately need so badly. And because you're strengthening your heart and keeping your immune system activated and you're lowering your blood pressure, you have the potential to live longer. This would be the perfect time to insert a depression joke, right? Well, I don't want to have to put a trigger warning on this episode, so just think what you're thinking and know that I'm thinking it too. (laughs) So this is why not demonizing cardio and finding a form of cardio that you like is so important. There are a million different ways to do cardio, and there is no possible way that you are the minority and have tried every single form of cardio to exist, and you hate every single one of them. Something as simple as going on a 10-minute walk is cardio enough to get your endorphins going. And you can't be all, I went for a 10-minute walk once three years ago, and it did nothing for me. Well, I mean, yeah, no shit. You can't go on one walk and expect your brain to start magically doing what it is physiologically incapable of doing. When you have a mental health condition like depression, your brain doesn't produce enough serotonin. So you take these things called SSRIs because they help the serotonin attach to the neurotransmitter in your brain. So because your brain has this physiological incapability of producing serotonin, going on one walk is not going to magically make your brain start producing enough serotonin to start making you feel better. That's the other big part of this. When you have depression, whether it's clinical, seasonal, situational, or some type of mood disorder that causes depressive episodes, or you have some mental health condition that alters the chemical makeup of your brain in a way that makes coming across endorphins a lot harder for you, you can't expect one week or one month of exercise to make you instantly feel better. When you're dealing with a mental health condition especially, it is something that you have to do consistently over a period of time in order to feel the change. It's the same mentally as it is physically. I used to go on runs to help with my anxiety and depression, but I gave it up because I was like, during my run and for five minutes after my run, I would feel great. And then after those five minutes were up, I was back to feeling sad and miserable and depressed. And maybe I didn't give it enough time or maybe it had more to do with other factors like my environment and things I had going on with medication at the time. But just like physically, it takes consistency over a period of time in order to see results. It is going to take consistency over a period of time to feel results mentally as well. 
which is why building cardio or other forms of exercise into your routine is also really beneficial for people who struggle with depression and mood disorders because you're starting your day with something that is going to make you feel good versus starting your day by scrolling through social media and potentially seeing things that are harmful to your mental health. So stop demonizing cardio and find a version of it that you enjoy because there are so many benefits, both mentally and physically, that will make you feel a lot better. But again, it takes time, just like anything else. You can also get cardio from things other than the forms of cardio that you do for a sustained amount of time. And these things have different benefits, but also still improve your overall well-being. So we talked about the aerobic exercises, but there are also anaerobic exercises. Anaerobic meaning without oxygen. So your body is using anaerobic respiration, which is when your body uses simple compounds it stores from food such as sugar and carbs and other things to create energy instead of using oxygen as your energy supply. This is because your body is moving very intensely for a short amount of time and then resting. So examples of anaerobic exercises are HIIT, heavy lifting, sprinting, whether that be like running sprinting or swimming sprinting, etc. So this doesn't have as good of an impact on your overall cardiovascular health, but it does improve stamina for short-winded things. It strengthens your bones, it builds muscle and burns fat, and yes, it also produces endorphins. Exercising, moving your body, is incredibly important to your overall physical health, but it is also so important for your mental health. Studies have shown that exercise, like we said, improves mood because of the endorphins, it helps with sleep, it improves your energy levels, it relieves and reduces stress, it enhances your memory, and so much more. And we all want these benefits, right? But we suffer from anxiety and depression and mood disorders, so we're too unmotivated to get out of the house and too scared to go into the gym that has all of these weirdos in it. I hope you listened to my episode on depression where I talked about how you owe it to yourself to try. It's a fight with your depression. No one likes having depression. It's not fun. It feels bad. It feels heavy and it's scary. So getting out of bed to do things that are going to make you feel better is a fight because you're trying to will your body to get out of bed and do something. And the depression monster in your head is putting a stop to all of that and convincing you that staying in bed is your only option. But it's not. And it's hard. And it seems almost impossible when you have nothing keeping you accountable. Because if nothing is holding you accountable, then what's the harm in not going? Those thoughts are the depression talking. So we start small and we start from the very beginning. You need to ask yourself what your goal is. Why do you want to start working out? And then once you figure that out, ask yourself why over and over until you get to the very root of why you want to work out because you need that super specific deep down reasoning in order to keep yourself motivated to get up and try. You need to come up with a realistic goal that has attainable steps with some sort of number. Setting a goal of getting a six pack in two months is not realistic. You can set a goal of, by the end of this year, I wanna be working out X number of times per week. Why? Because I want fitness to become a bigger part of my life. Why? Because I wanna build better habits. Why? Because I'm not happy with my current lifestyle. Why? Because it doesn't make me feel good about myself. So then you have your goal. Your goal is by the end of this year, you wanna be working out X number of times per week because you want a lifestyle that makes you feel good about yourself. And then from there, you can set smaller goals that you can reach along the way and start from the beginning. If you're like me, sleep was such a big issue because I was really depressed. Start by getting out of bed at the same time every day. 
I used to not wake up until 12 because I would stay up so late. So one night I took my melatonin a lot earlier than I normally do and went to bed at 10 p.m. and set my alarm for 9 a.m., which is still a ton of sleep and started getting up at 9 a.m. every day. Then after one week, get out of bed at the same time every day and do some stretching while you watch TV or drink your coffee. Then after two weeks, get up at the same time every day and two days out of the week after you finish stretching, go for a 10 minute walk or do some yoga or something inside if it's too cold to go out or you just feel like you can't go outside yet. Do some type of consistent movement for 10 minutes. Then after three weeks, get up at the same time every day, stretch. But three times this week, do your 10 minute movement or two days this week, do a movement for 15 minutes. You'll notice that after three weeks, just the act of getting up at the same time every day is already making you feel better. And then you will notice that you'll feel excited to get up and do your stretching. And then you'll notice that when you get up in the morning, you will actually finally feel motivation to move. Because the thing is, you're only going to have so much motivation at first, if any at all. The reason you're starting is because you're motivated to. But motivation does not stand on its own and does not last forever especially if you haven't set goals that are realistic with attainable steps. And there are going to be days where you're not motivated to do anything at all, and that's where discipline comes into play, and that's why you start small. One thing you can do to help with discipline is romanticize your mornings. What is one thing that you love and have that in the morning? On the days I work out, I get up, get dressed, and I crack open a Celsius because I love Celsius. Because knowing that if I get out of bed, I get to drink the Celsius. That motivates me to get out of bed. And then drinking the Celsius motivates me to go to the gym. And on the days you don't work out, find something else that gets you out of bed. Find a coffee recipe or a food that you love to have in the morning and only have that on the days you don't work out so you still have something to motivate you to get up. So step one is setting a goal and figuring out your why. And once you do that, you should write it down and put it somewhere where you look at it every day to remind you on the days motivation is lacking that your current lifestyle does not make you happy and doesn't make you feel good about yourself. And that's why you're doing this. And on the days where you just don't even care anymore, and there will be those days, start back at the beginning and just get out of bed and stretch. And most of the time, getting out of bed and stretching will get you dressed and working out. So if you can just get the depression out of the way and just start with getting up and out of bed at the same time every morning, now we just have to deal with gym anxiety. And sometimes gym anxiety can be even worse than the getting up part. A big part of gym anxiety is not knowing where the machines are. So what you can do is look up the gym online and just figure out where the cardio machines are. For me, I had been to my gym before when I was younger, so I knew where the cardio machines were. So when I got to the gym, I immediately went over to the cardio machines, got on the treadmill and started walking to warm up. Then while I'm walking, you get to scope out the rest of the gym and look around and see where everything else is. So that's all you need to do. Figure out where the cardio equipment is, hop on the treadmill, start walking, and then scope out the gym to find out where the rest of your stuff is. If you're really new to working out and are too scared to go on the machines or go to the free weight section, most gyms have a little section with mats and yoga balls and bands and that sort of stuff. So you can go to that section and just follow a workout video on your phone. It's all about starting small. You can't decide one day you're going to start working out and then go to the extremes because you will get hurt and you will burn out and then you'll start hating exercising and then you're back to where you started. Fitness journeys are fitness journeys because they take time. If you could get your mental health up from walking on the treadmill once for 10 minutes, they would call it a fitness expediter, not a fitness journey. Remember, 
Commercial gyms are wild and freaky and there can be some weird people there. But if you just put on a pair of headphones and your favorite music and you just go in and do your thing, once you start getting into your workout, you will be way less focused on everyone else and focused on, holy shit, this feels heavy. Don't drop it on yourself. Also, I say all of these things about the gym, but it's mostly just jokes. And you'll find that most people at the gym really are nice. And if you need something, the people who work at the desk will always be more than happy to help you. One last really important tip, like really, really important tip. If you are going to start weightlifting and you have never done it before, make sure you are looking up proper form and how to warm up. The last thing you want to do is go to the gym for the first time and traumatize yourself by failing a lift and not knowing how to bail because you had bad form and then you break your body. And if you're going to take advice from anyone, just don't let it be the pre-workout snorting 15 year olds. Like I said earlier. If you need anything, the best resources are either YouTube or the employees at the gym. And again, I don't like getting into politics, but just please, no Planet Fitness, please. If you found any of this helpful or insightful, that makes me really happy. And if not, I'm also expecting that because let's be real. Do I have any clue of what I'm talking about? Probably not. Thank you all so much for listening all the way to the end of this incredibly long episode. If you liked it, please, please, please share it with someone that you love because it helps me out immensely. I will talk to you all next week. And in the meantime, if you don't mind, can you be quiet? I'm crying.